Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October, Tuesday, October, Wednesday, October 20th. 2021 all the days blend together y'all but Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter it's all good we're gonna get there i'm your host jan garcia and joining me is tim motherfucking gettys what is what's up janet oh man so right before the show started the intro played and you guys could hear it but we couldn't hear it and it hung on the kind of funny games daily logo for longer than i expected it to and i was like are we starting what's going on and then boom here we are. It is what it is. What a banger news day, Janet. I think this might be the biggest news day you and I have ever had together. So I'm very excited about that. But before we get into it, I just want everyone to know, don't make fun of my eye. Something happened. I think a bug bit me. It really hurts. So just be nice. So this is like the lore is finally weird. becoming real. It of, does look weird. Of no, people always saying that people got bit by snakes and stuff. Oh, oh you, my gosh. That's... It, no, it just looks like a little puffy. Like you didn't sleep. You stand up it's... all night again. No, it's it, it was hurting me yesterday, and then uh, I woke up this morning, and it's like it. I don't see as much out of my eye. It's like blocking my eye. It sucks. I feel like <sighs> this sounds serious. You know? No, I think I Remember mean. Remember that one time we had that conversation? It's different. It's different. Anyways, and enough about iPhone. the eyes. It's rough, but I'm excited because we got a bunch of news to get into today, and also today is the first day of the rest of my life because yesterday I beat my chore dread, and now I can, can go on. on and be free like mm-hmm. i oh my god it's it was there was it was so much it was so difficult Just so many feelings so many things congratulations you thank you, you so it. much i appreciate it it was super painful um today's stories include god of war on pc cyberpunk and the witcher's next gen delay grasshopper's 10-year plan and more because this is kind of funny games daily we're each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of slash you're wrong also i say that all the time in my like regular life like we'll be having a regular conversation and i'm like kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you have to if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show some housekeeping for you. A new episode of Gamescast is up and it features head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty. And in it's case insane. you missed it. It's a great episode. Fantastic Are we on that episode? episode. Yeah, oh yeah. It was it was me, it was Bless, Andy, and Snowbike Mike. We had him on. Uh Xbox asked to do the Gamescast instead of the Xcast. And I was like, that's a lot of pressure for me. I am not prepared for this. I feel like I did pretty good though. So go check that out. Go support the homies. And yeah, Matt Booty was awesome. So transparent, so cool. Love that the crew over at Xbox are always down to to really talk about stuff and kind of be honest uh, about where things are at. I wish other groups would do that as well. Come on, step it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, without getting giving too much away for people, uh, what was one of your favorite tidbits that came out of that conversation? Um, Kind of him talking about how he views PlayStation's library and how he views Xboxes differently, but where there is the overlap. I thought it was really inter- interesting how he broke down um, kind of the success stories that we don't see, that we're not talking about. I One of the questions I asked him was, uh, like, you know, Sea of Thieves was kind of a over time success where it went from you know oof that was a rough launch to 25 million concurrent players or not concurrent but active players um and i was like are there other stories like that that we that the media is not necessarily talking about and he kind of went into some so that was i think really really cool 
Nice. Yeah, can't wait to listen to it. And in case you missed it, uh, you also have the second episode of The Arkham Files, which is already live over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And it's all about why Batman Arkham City is the best at making you truly feel like Batman. The next episode of The Arkham Files premieres this coming Monday, October 25th. And it's all about why Batman Arkham Origins was left behind and forgotten and why it's better than you remember. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Canva and ButcherBox but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin what is and forever will be the Ripper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Let's start with the big one, which it's, I feel like on any day, any of these stories could have been the big story, which is a Mm -hmm. testament to how wild this day is. But let's get into God of War being on PC. This comes over from the PlayStation blog, which writes, we're thrilled to announce that God of War 2018 will be coming to PC on January 14th, 2022. As of August 2021, 19.5 million copies of God of War on PlayStation 4 have been sold, and we can't wait to share that experience with a whole new group of players on PC. A primary goal when bringing God of War to PC was to highlight the exceptional content the team created and leverage the powerful hardware that the platform offers to create a uniquely breathtaking and high performance version of the game. You'll be able to enjoy the full potential of our cinematic no-cut camera as it follows Kratos and Atreus across the realms with the option of true 4K resolution on supported devices and unlocked frame rates. Our PC version includes a wide range of graphical presets and options so you can fine-tune your visual experience based on your setup from higher resolution shadows and improved screen space reflections to enhancements to the ambient occlusion pipeline with GTAO and SSDO. God of War on PC can create striking visual quality unique to the platform. We're also happy to announce that we will have full integration of NVIDIA Deep Learning Super Sampling, DLSS, available on RTX. You won't have to sacrifice high graphical settings and output resolutions for high performance in God of War. In addition to DLSS, we will also have NVIDIA Reflex low latency technology available. Reflex delivers a more responsive experience, allowing you to react quicker and hit harder combos. Real programmer hours out here. Uh, alongside the graphic and performance improvements, we are also offering 21.9 ultra wide screen support. Uh, before we get into the conversation, I want to pull in a question that Frank Furter wrote in with saying, Good morning, Janet and Tim. Kratos and Boy are officially coming to PC January 14th next year. Pause for applause. I know a majority of us here are happy and excited about it, but there is still the fanboy crowd who is going to try and poo poo all over the announcement. With Sony sporadically starting to release more and more of its first party titles on PC, do you think they need to release a message of what to expect in the future and their commitment to put more on PC? While we are not entitled to anything as consumers, it would be nice to see a roadmap for what they have planned for future PC releases. Thank you for all you do. React. Under breakdown here. First off, I'm very excited this is happening. I think that it's it's really important for Sony's IP to not just be locked to the PlayStation console, especially after um, it's been out on the PS4 for a couple of years. It can kind of get a new life, get a whole new audience. We've seen major success already with Death Stranding on PC and with Horizon Zero Dawn on, on PC as well. And God of War, I mean, this is definitely the biggest one right like this is the one that i think is going to sell the most and we know we already have uh, uncharted coming at least some of the uncharted games next year it's a little bit of a bummer we're not getting all of them but i do think that we're in this point to frank furter's question where we're not quite ready to have the roadmap i don't think sony's quite ready to own the conversation of hey we're making ps5 games they're also coming to pc day and date and all that i we're just not there so i don't think a roadmap necessarily makes sense i don't think that they want to put themselves in the position to say hey our games are going to come to ps5 and then a year later to pc any type of messaging like that is going to kind of kneecap them a bit in in a way that i don't think that they would ever want to do it behooves them to focus on the console version first and then make a big deal like they are here for the PC version whenever they decide to do it, unless they decide to do them closer together, which I I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. At this point, anything's possible. I never would have thought that we'd see God of War on on PC. That's crazy. But we are. We're getting it. We're getting Uncharted. We got Horizon. Like, we're clearly seeing Sony dip their toes into this into this game but what excites me most is how much they're integrating with a lot of the pc specific stuff like as you guys all know we're partnered with uh, nvidia for a lot of things we legitimately love dlss it is magic tech i can't believe that it works as well as it does where it 
allows the resolution to look so much higher than it is and the game still run great without overly taxing your pc that's the type of stuff that really is going to enhance uh next-gen experiences or like not even next-gen sorry AAA experiences console games like god of war of really letting them shine this ultra wide support very excited horizon zero dawn looked absolutely beautiful on an ultra wide i'm a little bummed there's not 32 by 9 but that's just me uh being extremely extremely picky and selfish and, and wanting to see kratos and as wide as ultra super <laughs> ultra wide of a vision as possible uh but i'm extremely excited about this all the reflex support and all that like this game already ran super well. It's just going to run better and look even better. Them talking about the native 4K, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think as far as a roadmap goes, it, we don't see that really for any ports. And I think that's kind of why there's not a roadmap. And I'd be surprised if there was one outside of maybe if they have like a highly specific... Well, the, thing, the reason I think, feel like there won't be a roadmap either is because I feel like they kind of have already talked about what their ideas are for PC. And really the idea is to put the PC ports out there to reach more players and also hopefully get more people excited about PlayStation. About um, Ragnarok. So, exactly. So ultimately it's about when the ramp up to the next thing is. So I, I do think this is kind of an intentional thing where we're seeing it on PC because there's another game coming out, you know, same thing with like Horizon and a lot of their other like titles. Um, I guess the Stranding's kind of in a unique position in that sense. Like there was the director's cut, but I, I think it's always a case by case basis with what they're going to bring to PC and saying anything more intensive than that or more like set in stone than that is just setting yourself up for failure unless you're really going to execute on something like how Xbox has like day and date for Game Pass. But they have like complete control over that. And that's like they that's a lot easier, I think, to do than what they're kind of doing over with like porting stuff to PC as well. Um, so, yeah, I think overall this is good because it gets people more excited about the PlayStation brand. And for me as a consumer, you know, I, I do think it's important to have that attitude of more people should be able to play more games more easily as much as possible. Like those things are dope. Having deals is dope. Like whatever gets people more access is ultimately going to be beneficial. Um, as long as it's still, you know, benefiting the people that made it in some degree, which this is, but I'm also someone who loves game, you know, console gaming and console exclusives. And that is like very much the identity of those systems. I think with something like this, the reason I don't, feel like i'm losing anything in terms of you know my playstation exclusives is because one this came like way after the fact so like i care about being there when stuff first drops so that's always gonna be relevant to me and then two pc and console are just such a different beast like a lot of times when we talk about exclusives most of those or a lot of those are also on pc but we still sort of consider them well they're console exclusives so it's still kind of in that console conversation like while those spaces have a lot of crossover, I do feel like they have their own identities. And certainly there are plenty of gamers like here and listening to the show that play on both or all platforms, but they still have those kind of distinctive identities and capabilities where I don't really feel like I'm losing anything from my console experiences when stuff's on PC. Uh, if anything, I just want more stuff that's on PC to come to console because I have the same issue on the other direction. Um, so hopefully this is something that people are really excited about. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all of the like streams and energy that are going to come out of when this drops on PC, because I think that's going to be absolutely wild. Um, I think my question for you is what is the next game that's a PlayStation game that you would like to see come to PC? I mean, that's that's interesting. I, I've God of War definitely was the big one. I, I do think having the OG Uncharted trilogy would be awesome. And I, I think that it's a little bit weird that they're only doing four and uh, Lost Legacy. There must be a reason for that. And arguably four and Lost Legacy are the best and the most modern just by default. And I think that, you know, putting them out now would it. it it's not too surprising, but it is just kind of a bummer that they're not all there. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like I. I, oh, Bloodborne would be the answer. Not for me, but just for the gamers out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, like if we got the Bloodborne port, that would make so many people happy. And like that to me is kind of like what this is all about. It's like you were saying, it's like giving more people more access. And that wouldn't just give more people more access to Bloodborne, but it would also give more people access to playing Bloodborne the way they want to uh, with the higher frame rates and, and all of that stuff. Um, and especially if they have DLSS and all that stuff, which again, I'm, I'm really happy that Sony is making sure that they're partnering with the right people to make sure the PC game uh, PC version is getting the utmost experience of what is what is possible. Yesterday, Bless and I were talking about Bloodborne and its sales numbers compared to um, other PlayStation exclusives and other PC or other Souls games, and it only sold only sold two million, which is kind of shocking to me. When you know, even here they're talking about uh, God of War being at twenty million. Obviously, God of War very different 
type of IP. It's, it's legacy. There's a lot going in there. But even something like Horizon that was new, uh, so demonstrably better than, than Bloodborne. If you put Bloodborne on PC, that can help boost those numbers. That even can get this amazing game that so many people love. Some of uh, people's favorite game of all time is now going to be able to be in people's hands if they ever do it, when they ever do it. I expect that they will at some point. Uh, but I do think you're, you should lead with the Horizons. You should lead with the God of Wars. And then figure out the stuff, get Bloodborne there eventually, which I, I think is going to end up happening. To your point about the consoles versus PCs, I do think that the unique identity of PC versus console is getting more and more blurred. We're still years away from it, but I think that we're closer than we ever have of people being able to play PC games, even with, with whatever PC they have access to. You don't need to have an Alienware with fucking wings on it to be able to play a video game. You could just like, especially with things like but the But imagine cloud, if you did. I mean, if you do, I mean, a lot of people do. And, you know, they get to, you know, see Kratos in his freaking high def as possible. But um, I, I just think that it, there is this blurring, especially as consoles kind of become more and more PC-like. And more than that, as the ecosystems kind of mesh and blend, especially on the Xbox side, you know, you have your Xbox account and you get access to both sides, whether it's PC or console. And the the exclusives, console exclusives, is it on PC? That stuff I think is so silly. Like we know what we're talking about. It, a PlayStation exclusive, an Xbox exclusive, who cares if it's also on PC? It's about consoles. It just means it's not on the other consoles and that's fine. I That's where I end that uh, statement. But um, what I wanna see more of from the Sony side personally is that level of integration is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is a perfect kind of funny.com slash you're wrong thing. Can you tie your PSN to these PlayStation games on PC? Can you get trophies? Can it work into that ecosystem? Because I think that would be that one step that I would love to see where, cool, I've, I've played God of War, but if I want to pop it on PC, it's still building into the same structure, the same game, right? And same with all the other games as well. Like, I think that would incentivize more people to double dip or go back or you know try to get a different experience on pc with a different playthrough and i know that might be asking a lot but it's, it's 2021 and they're doing a really good job overall of making sure the ecosystems are what they're selling because that is what they're competing with on the xbox side at this point yeah that if they could ever integrate that i think that'd be like i wouldn't say a game changer because if you played it on PlayStation, you already probably did those things if you were like looking to pursue things like Platinums or whatever. But I do think that'd be like a fun way to sort of blur those lines even further. And yeah, like for just just to make it clear when I say like they have different like identities, I do think you're right in that we're seeing things that you see in the PC space like come a little bit more to consoles even with like the the ps5 storage when they like open the whole thing up i'm like no 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 too close to pcs where you're like playing with really high-tech legos and i don't want to do it um but for me it's just kind of more like like people always ask me like why i don't just play on pc for like many titles and the reason is just i just prefer console so i feel like it's just when i say like they have their own identity i think that'll always remain true in the sense of having a preference for like the way that you play like i like having as archaic as it can be like the, the game cases and like the type of hardware and getting to put it on my tv and like sure can i theoretically connect a pc to my tv yes i can do those things are possible but like it's just something about the way I, I like to play i do think that's getting interesting too with steam deck where like you can finally start to have some of the comforts that i like in the console space are maybe going to be somewhat possible on pc using that kind of hardware and like getting to have like games and handheld like that um so i think you're you're right in that we're seeing a little bit more of that and someone in chat also mentioned like none of this is gonna matter when like the cloud takes over which is also very true like i think eventually we will get there i think we're pretty far out from that being like so much the way we play that it's no longer a conversation but um we're definitely seeing more and more inevitable I mean, yes. like the, the the thing is, like anybody that's like, oh, like the internet's not good enough, or whatever. It's not now. It will be. Like, imagine twenty years ago, not even the fuck. We're so old at this point. Thirty years ago, thinking about music, and it's like, oh yeah, there just straight up won't be physical media for music, and like that would be crazy. But that happened, and then it went from okay, you have to buy it on iTunes, to then just it's streaming everywhere. Like most, the majority of people listening to the show right now don't have a single mp3 file on their devices it's all just from the cloud right there's exceptions to that i'm an exception to that i still buy cds but i am definitely the minority there what's Made the last cd on... you bought last cd i bought was lord solar power then kevin what's up no, he's just crazy look at him 
crazy. I like how immediately you're like, I sold my CDs. Friday. And literally at the same time, me and Kevin are like, I have eight questions to ask yeah, yeah. about oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I love CDs. I, I love that stuff. I love physical media. I just, you like, just play I like them in your stuff. car? Like, do you have a car? Actually, I don't even know. I, rip, I rip them myself. And then yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm very like He's crazy. Uh, crazy you're you're making like mixtapes and stuff? Like This is what we're talking about, all right? So what we are talking about is from music, we moved on to video content, right? And it's insane to think that Netflix went from this DVD subscription service where you're literally getting DVDs in the mail to what it became, which is streaming yes. video, to what it is now, which is streaming 4K Dolby Vision HDR video. Like, sure, is it as good as Blu-ray? No. And guess what? I buy Blu-rays too. I buy a lot of Blu-rays. I buy a lot of that 4K Blu-rays. And at sense. some point, that's not going to continue. Like, and, and unfortunately, like, I will be surprised if once the world moves into 8K or whatever bullshit-ass gimmick we get next... I don't think we're going to get physical media to go along with it. Like, I think we're at the end of the road for video content, except for there's always going to be the enthusiast thing, just like there's still CDs and vinyls and stuff. Video games are next. We're in the beginning moments of this. We are in the, no. the early iTunes era <laughs> of it. And it just, it is what it is. I know. I mean, if it gets, if it, I am, I will move where I need to move to get what I want to get. So whatever, if that means I'm going to go into the cloud, then so be it because i haven't bought like a physical ps5 oh, game, even though that. i have even though i have like the um the disc drive one but anyway speaking of games that are coming out uh next gen cyberpunk 2077 and the witcher 3 are on their way uh but they won't hit until 2022 the company tweeted out based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising the development of both games we decided to postpone the releases of cyberpunk 2077 and the witcher 3 wild hunt until 2022 our current target for cyberpunk 2077 is the first quarter of 2022 and second quarter of 2022 for the witcher 3 wild hunt did this like next gen like will delay of the next gen version surprise you no it didn't the cyberpunk side definitely not i mean obviously we all understand where that game is we understand where the world is we understand that like it shit's going to be complicated and they know at this point it's their game to lose putting this thing out early get it right just get it right. That is the most important thing, whether it's 2022, 2023, as long as it's right, that's what matters. The more interesting thing to me is the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're doing that too. That's getting a next-gen update. I forgot I think about that. that. That's awesome, though. Like, I love that there is this commitment to older games, specifically classic games at this point, like Witcher 3, getting next-gen updates so that it's like they can be technically proficient next to their 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 new games coming out and all that stuff I, I just think that, that that's great and like i i always give props to xbox for doing so good about their frame boosting and uh the all of the enhanced for x program that they had on the xbox one x and then just everything they're doing with backwards compatibility and making sure that old games feel new again that is so cool to me um and i, I love that this is happening it's not surprising to me they're trying to put cyberpunk out before witcher i think that's a more of a pr move than a uh, a choice that they would want to make themselves. I imagine Witcher 3 is closer to being finished, but they're just like, That's we, what can't, I was thinking. we can't put that out until we put out Cyberpunk. I guess that makes sense. Like, that's the thing that's, I, I guess, more, would it be more, more hyped, more promised, I guess? Um, the thing people, more, more people have their eyes on, I guess, would be probably why they are angling it that way. Um, is this going to get you back into Cyberpunk 2077? Um, did you end up finishing it? I don't even know, like, where you landed on. Uh, were in that yeah, game. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be cyberpunk. I, I never, I didn't do too much of it. I didn't do all the, the extra stuff. Um, I enjoyed my time with cyberpunk for sure. It had some weird stuff, but I played on a high end PC at launch, and like I didn't have a lot of the issues people had, um, in terms of like the bugs and all that. Um, uh, so I had, a, I had a really good experience with it, but it wasn't the transformative, uh, kind of this is more than a video game than I kind of expected it to be based on a lot of the, the hype going into it. And I'm not a huge open world guy uh, at the end of the day. Like I, I definitely take my open world games like once in a while. And usually they're Nintendo focused. Cause that's the type of person I am. Uh, but I did enjoy cyberpunk a lot. Um, but yeah, it's I going back to what I was saying about the upgrades of, of these like older games, like Witcher three, it's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about with Bloodborne, where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. Bloodborne and Witcher are two games that are many people's favorite games of all time. And it's cool to see that CD Projekt Red is showing reverence and respect to that and wanting even more people to be able to play it, especially as, you know, we saw the huge boost in Witcher 3 sales when the Witcher series came out on Netflix. We have the Witcher season two coming out at the end of this year. I imagine that's going to have a similar vibe. So uh, with that in mind, I am a little surprised they didn't try to get this out closer to that December 
um, time frame to be able to, you know, maximize sales and all that with it. Right. And is your what's your Witcher 3 history? Like, is that one you played when it came out? Did you play it no. after the fact? Have you not gotten to it? Not interested? Witcher 3? Me? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> is I'm it just the type of game it is? I don't do horses. Like, any game with horses? Not even, horses? Not like, even in real no. life. Not even in no, real life. Nah, I'm fucking one time, one about time, the horses. <laughs> one time you looked at a I horse. I thought for sure you were serious. Nah. I was like, I was literally <laughs> just like, Red Dead, like Breath yeah. of the Wild. I'm like, well, you don't really <laughs> use the horse a lot in Breath of the Wild. Um, so... Yeah, no, no, no. I, like I said, I'm just like I am adverse to the giant open world horses. RPGs that and, and horses as well. But like the fantasy stuff, all that, not necessarily my my bag. And like there are exceptions. I fell in love with Game of Thrones, but it took me watching the four, first four episodes of Game of Thrones ten times before I kept going. And I'm so happy I did. Uh, and I'm sure if I like committed to Witcher, I would love just it. Keep as well. restarting it. Just have it be that one game that do you have oh, that yeah. in your life? A game that you oh, keep yeah. really trying to play. What's your game that you keep playing the first like hour of? I mean, I've played, I mean, I have to beat many times now, the uh, Metroid Prime, but Metroid Prime was that game for me when it first came out where I just was so in love with the opening hours of it <laughs> that I just kept replaying them. And I would like stop, play something else, like get distracted and then be like, oh, well, I guess I have to start over again. So. What a, that what was experience. last of us for me for the longest time where i kept like i played the beginning and then like random things would happen like i just stopped playing so then i'd have to go back and i'm like well i might as well restart it or like one time i was like let me just pick up where i left off but like i didn't upload my save to like the cloud or whatever and i didn't have like ps plus at the time or something and i'm like all right well it's time to <laughs> once again see that opening so i know that opening extremely well um uh, the funniest thing about that real quick a story i want to tell is uh one of my best friends james is in love with kingdom hearts like he's one of the biggest kingdom hearts fans i know and what is hilarious about him is he has platinumed all of the games that he's played in the kingdom Hearts series and he's he's done all of them. he's done the 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 chain of memories he's done the the birth by sleep the 358 days over two like all of them except he has not played kingdom hearts 2 which makes no sense to me because i think it is easily the best game in the series and for some reason he's instead of playing kingdom hearts 2 he keeps going back and re-platinuming the old games platinuming chain of memories takes there, hundreds of hours is there a reason that he doesn't want to play does he just I, not want to play that second one uh i if you're trying to ask me what makes james burke's head tick i don't know i could not answer you that but what i can tell you is that he has never beat kingdom hearts 2 but he has replayed the first couple hours countless times and janet i don't know if you've played kingdom hearts 2 the no. opening hours are fucking trash it is horrible you play like five hours of bullshit before you even get to the real game and i that's feel like all that's james like, is doing see, all i ever hear from kingdom hearts people is like don't be like me that's like all people who like kingdom hearts ever they're like oh yeah love them they're terrible don't come here don't you just stay away so that's why i've never uh, spent any time with kingdom hearts but that's really wild and really specific to have that one specific gap in something where you've gone so deep on every other level. Like that's like one of the weirder things that I've heard since like, for me, like my closest comparison is I watched matrix two and three, but not one. Yeah, um, that's, and that's like, man, that is it bad. just, I know Did you I was like a kid it? when you like, man, two and three. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love two and three. Yeah. Razors are rad. Okay. First of all, I feel attacked. Second of all, yeah, it was it was awesome. Are those movies uh, not? All, I love those movies. Janet, you are. I really being enjoyed attacked. those movies. Those movies are horse trash. Horse okay, horse. Trash. I feel like here's the thing. Horse trash. Here's the thing. Even if you want to say that, I horse feel like I gotta trash. dig into the the cinema the cinematography of what you got no. going on in your life. Because like, don't be coming out in saying Matrix two and three are trash. Let me find out you like those old Spider Man movies and other shit. You know what I, I mean? You got like, me. I, I mean, you, you I don't, don't got me. I don't like those old Spider-Man movies. They're trash, too. Ah, that's Horse what they are. Trash, Horse trash. Horse trash. Uh, last thing I want to say about James Burke, because I think this is hilarious, is one of the reasons he hasn't played Kingdom Hearts 2, and by the way, like me and my other friends make fun of him constantly for this, because it's baffling. Why the fuck have you not played this game? You love this franchise. He owns multiple Keyblades that like, he walks around way too proudly with for the man that he is like uh, full-size ones yes yes it's a whole thing but recently we've been trying to get him There's to so play more questions. modern games so we finally got him to play god of war we finally got him to play uh, uh jedi fallen order and finally got him to play the last of us which i knew he was gonna love last of us one and two 
he is and, and the uncharted games he's become addicted to those and now he just keeps replaying those and platinuming those over and over and over and it's like what are you doing with your life but he is now what i don't understand is he's a dude that doesn't play that many video games he has platinumed cuphead he has platinumed bloodborne i'm like what the fuck every now and then and okay was he also like a like a later stage gamer like was a gamer like later no. in life or did he grow up on games he grew up on games yeah okay cool i was because i've known people that were like oh i just started gaming like at all in the last like year or two and they're like out here like souls in it up and i don't understand but the funniest thing is i'll i'll recently call him and just be like hey you want to go get lunch or dinner or whatever and he's just like oh yeah i'm like what are you doing he's like oh i'm playing through last of us again I'm like, why are you playing through last of us he's like dude I'm trying to get that world record. I'm like, why are you trying to get the speedrun world record for Last of Us? Like, that seems overly ambitious for you and for what you're trying to do. He's God, doing pretty I well. He I, think, I hope he gets I, it. I, no, honestly, I think that, like, last I heard, he was, like, his time was, like, number 30 in the world or something like that. And, like, he's working his way up. So if you're the number one speedrunner, you better watch your back. Watch your James back. Burke is this coming. is such... Why is this ep uh, why is this episode so chaotic? And then people people in the chat being like late late onset, late stage gamer, <laughs> fatal. <laughs> what I don't know what good word for that. Cause I don't want to say like like I don't want to say anything that's dismissive. Um so I just said something that was just generally incorrect, uh, which is usually where we end up going. All right, so here we are. No, there's no Kingdom Hearts 2, but then everything else is platinum. You have CDs and I've never seen Matrix 1. Let's keep it moving mm -hmm. with uh, Sue just saying that Grasshopper's 10-year plan includes three original IPs with maybe some reboots. This comes from Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, speaking to VGC in a recent interview, the Japanese creator said he could uh, even look to revive some of Grasshopper's older IPs or attempt to license dormant franchises from other companies, including maybe frequent collaborator Nintendo. Uh, Suda, who is more widely recognized by his nickname, Suda51, is known for his stylish and violent action games, including Killer7, No More Heroes, and Shadow of the Damned. We've got a general plan in place for the next 10 years. At, man, I wish I had anything like that in my life. <laughs> At this point, we're planning on doing three titles over the next decade, three new IPs, he said. We've actually already begun the pre-production stuff on the first title, but I can't say anything about it just yet. Well, I wouldn't say the games we plan to make are going to be full-on AAA titles. They aren't exactly going to be really small scale or anything like 3DS Shooter Liberation Maiden either. I'd say they're probably going to be around that AA scale game, as in the games themselves will be AA scale and the core team making them will be a relatively compact team. With regards to the three new IPs I mentioned, we may actually go on a slightly different route, he explained. What I mean is we may actually decide to do like one new original IP, the one that we're already working on, and then maybe a game version of an existing IP for the second game, and then maybe go back and do another one for the third one. The writer and director clarified that while Grasshopper doesn't own the licenses for the likes of No More Heroes and Killer7, it does hold the rights for the Silver Case series, Flower, Sun, and Rain, Thank Killer God. is Dead, and Shadow of the Damned. While I don't have any current plans or anything in the works, if I were going to go back and revisit some of our past titles, it would most likely be one of those, he confirmed. If I were to do something with our past titles, I don't know if it would be an actual sequel or something akin to a remake or remaster. But one thing I'd be interested in is revisiting Killer is Dead. And then he just kind of ended by expressing interest in maybe rebooting or remaking some older Nintendo IPs. But that was very much like a, oh, this would be a cool thing to do. Not like, oh, we're on the phone now or anything like that. Um, so what is your read on this? What kind of um, stuff are you looking forward to? And what's like something that you might want to see come back? You know, um, I'm really excited for this news for Blessing because I know he's a, a big Suda fan. I loved the original No More Heroes. I loved that era, the, even the sequel No More Heroes 2 I was big into. But it, at some point, I just realized, like, these games, I'm so excited they exist. They're not for me, and I am surprised there is an audience for them, but there is, and that's great because I like when there are these, like, auteur-type game developers that are just like, yo... I'm weird and we're going to get weird and Suda gets fucking weird. So that's awesome. I love that him going back to older IP, like there are very cult, very big cult. Well, I don't want to say big. There are cult followings for uh, all of these games in different Vocal. ways. So <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's cool. It's, it's cool that there, that there's a chance that they're going to be spoken to. And like, that's not always the case when it comes to, you know, uh, more obscure IP from maybe multiple generations ago. So that, it's cool that, the, that this all might happen. I like that there's multiple projects they're talking about. Um, but, you know, this is one of those things where let's check back in in a couple of years and see exactly what this turns into. Because I'm not convinced that 
any of these products will necessarily see the light of day or they all might. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's starting from a place that's exciting, but also vague. And I think that's like most exciting things are a little bit vague where we have this idea of all, all I hear from this is just, OK, new IPs, right? It's like, OK, cool. New stuff, maybe some old stuff. It's all good. Like you have a little bit of those who are looking forward to just like new products coming out. And then those who maybe are like a longtime fans. I'm in that similar boat where I'm not really like a big fan of like these series or like these like the, the kind of general catalog. Uh, one thing that did stand out to me, though, from this is even though it's probably like very much a shot in the dark, like I don't think we're necessarily see this. I'd be a little surprised, but rebooting or remaking some older Nintendo IPs that are sort of dormant. Is there, even if it's not necessarily from this team, is there a Nintendo IP that's dormant that you would want to see some type of remake or reboot of? Oh my God, so bonus, point, bonus points if you think the studio, like specifically, would be fun to handle it, but what's what are some that come to mind? Well, playing through Metroid Dread, uh, I said this a little bit on Gamescast a couple weeks ago, but it, it really made me believe that Star Fox can be relevant again. And I know that Nintendo's done everything in its power to make that not the case and make me not believe it um because star fox zero was very bad uh one of the rare wii u nintendo ip titles that was not good um you know so many of them were bangers that then got ported to the switch guess which one didn't get ported and why right um there's something special about star fox and i think that if they nail the kind of spacefaring adventure with the very character dialogue focused and like big epic set pieces and all that that could be cool I think that Suda's team might actually be pretty good at that. Like, they got the dialogue, they got the quips, they definitely have some fun, hep, hype, epic set piece scale stuff. Uh, even with the No More Heroes 3, they had a lot of that stuff. So, like, that actually could work. Not necessarily my first uh, go to, but like, I think that could work. I, I want a new F Zero desperately. Uh, it's been way too long. Um, I mean, we got 2D Metroid back, so can't keep asking for that, although I want to ask for more. But yeah, I think that in order of how much I'd want it, Star Fox is the IP I want to come back the most, and then after that would be F-Zero. I think Star Fox is also up there for me in the sense that um, <laughs> since Star Fox has had like a, a bit of a rough history in some ways, I'm like, if this doesn't pan out, I also wouldn't be crushed. It's kind of in that like... <sighs> I don't know if I even want to call it B tier, really, because I, I do know it's a big deal. But like it's there's a reason it hasn't been brought back in a way. And I think a revamp, if, if it was even if it was middling, like there would be people that would still be excited about it just because there hasn't been content in so long. So I think that'd be kind of a safe one. That, but those are the first ones I wrote down. I was looking at this this morning and I was like, what are some of like the dormant IPs that I would be excited about? And I was like, F-Zero, Star Fox. And that's like those are like the first ones that yeah, come to mind. Obviously, sun. there's a bunch of other ones. Yeah, but like. <sighs> I don't know that I'd want to see that from this team, but yes, Golden Sun does have like a really fond place in my heart. Um, yeah, I think I think Star Fox though would probably the be saddest thing the right about pad. the saddest thing totally about uh, uh, Star Fox is that really there was only one good Star Fox game, and they just like made it happen multiple times because Star Fox sixty four is essentially just a remake of Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, and then there's Star Fox sixty four three DS or three D or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and those are great. And then there's just a bunch of other ones. Star Fox Adventures, fantastic game, but I don't really count it as a Star Fox game. It's kind of just a Star Fox skinned uh, action adventure, which is again a good game and cool but then star fox assault on gamecube is one third a fantastic game when you're flying through space just like in 64 and two thirds a disaster disaster <laughs> star fox command on the ds nah not for but you me. know star what fox if you 2, end up mm -mm. if you end up in that boat where you just keep restarting the beginning you're playing a really awesome star fox game that though. is so true so there you that go y'all that that's the life hack um, Yo, before if, we if continue anybody, if anyone hasn't seen the opening mission of star fox assault after this show go look it up on youtube it is so damn cool and that's what i'm talking about wanting to see on the the switch i want to see a star fox game with that energy it's the inverse of what was it kingdom hearts 2 where the beginning is just like so not good it's it's the opposite so yes, uh, yes. definitely check that out if you haven't yet um yeah i haven't spent too i feel like most of my star fox stuff came from like the wii u era so like star fox has been Sorry. it's been sparse it's been weird yeah I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, that pretty much sums it up, I think. Uh, before we continue, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by Canva. Design is such an integral part of making content, but dang, it's hard. Or it was hard until we started using Canva Pro. Now I can design anything like a pro on any device. You can choose from thousands of customizable templates or start from scratch. It's something I love. I love the, the options there. Be able to go just look at a bunch of templates. It's helped with a lot of our promo imagery that we have to make. And it really kind of makes me feel like I know what I'm doing. Uh, it makes me feel like a genuine Andy Cortez. You can love to see it. And Canva Pro has endless premium fonts, photos, videos, and so much more that add your own personal spice to whatever you're designing. You and four teammates can design together, unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer for just $12.99 a month. You can design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash KFGD. Canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45-day extended trial. And next up, shout out to ButcherBox. Nothing beats quality meats. And with ButcherBox, you get more than just high-quality meats. You also get holistically sourced meat because ButcherBox always keeps the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. Gia blew my mind recently when she made a grilled buffalo chicken sandwich. It was so good. I love ButcherBox. Every month, ButcherBox will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on your box type. It's a lot of meat. It's enough for 24 individual meals. The meat has no antibiotics or added hormones and is always packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a 10 to 16-pound turkey free in the first box, perfect timing for Thanksgiving. Just go to butcherbox.com slash KFGD to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash KFGD to receive a free turkey in your first box. B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash KFGD to get that free turkey. Several of her ribs. Oh, we're back. Hey, what's up? How's it going, y'all? Uh, let's talk about Xbox Game Pass subscriber growth slowing down this year. I have no idea how much of that was heard or what's going on. We're, we're powering right through. Uh, this comes from Matt Kim over at IGN. Uh, the article reads, Game Pass subscribers have have slowed in the fiscal year 2021, according to new documents released by Microsoft. In a new financial statement, Microsoft revealed that Xbox Game Pass subscribers rose by 37.5%, falling short of its internal target of 47.8%. In contrast, last year, Microsoft overperformed on its targets to grow Xbox Game Pass, increasing subscriptions by nearly 86% over a goal of 71%. What this means is that Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass subscriptions have slowed this year, and it's likely a combination of factors. One of the key promises of Xbox Game Pass is that first-party titles will be available on the service day and date. So far in 2021, first-party titles have been relegated to mostly Age of Empires Remasters, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Psychonauts 2. New first-party titles like Age of Empires 4 and Halo Infinite are still months away and will deliver on Game Pass's promise of major first-party day and date releases. Uh, does the slowing down of Game Pass surprise you? What's your current state of Game Pass? Like, how often are you using it? What are you excited about coming to the platform, et cetera? Um, I am a little surprised that the the numbers are are falling short of their targets because I think Microsoft's been doing a, a very good job of keeping a consistent cadence of releases on Game Pass of high quality, like high premium titles, like even as recently as Back for Blood. Like in addition to all their first party titles being day and date, having these third party partnerships, especially for games like Back for Blood that really need that kind of community and need that install base to to thrive, I think is, is fantastic. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not the craziest thing because we do have the, the heaviest hitters, uh, still to come, uh, with the likes of halo specifically age of empires four, I think is one of those titles that is going to get the, the bump, uh, of game pass, as opposed to like making it a game pass, a hit where I think more people will play it just because they have game pass than normally would. Uh, but it's not necessarily going to convert people to game pass itself. Uh, but then we have Forza which I, I think is kind of yeah. gonna be a bit more of a middle ground where um, it might convert some people to be like, oh, you know what? I've been on the fence about Game Pass, but this is a title that instead of buying it, I am just going to uh, get on to, to Game Pass instead, which at the end of the day is going to become long-term more valuable for Microsoft. So um, I think that the the numbers make a little bit of sense. I think that the, the falling short is also a, a difficult thing to comprehend because 
when they had such a crazy spike over the last couple of years from like zero to just their make a huge install base they have now, there's going to be some tapering off when they're not bringing the, the, you know, the core IP of Microsoft and Xbox game studios that I think we'll start to see, hopefully starting with Halo. I mean, definitely starting with Halo multiplayer, um, but then going through with, you know, the rest of the catalog that they have coming in. Once we start to see this era of Bethesda games and like all the Xbox studios that they bought kind of go away and it turning into the pure Xbox era that like here are all Xbox game studios firing on all cylinders, making Xbox games from the ground up for the Xbox ecosystem. I think that these numbers are going to skyrocket. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also think it's, I don't, I don't even know how they go about measuring like what I'm sure they have like systems in place to project like realistically what their goal should be based on like all the analytics that they have. Like that's very much their job. But I think like it's always hard to sort of predict what's a good enough goal where it's, you know, suitable for where you're at, but also contingent on all these other factors that you can't control. I also think that like the boom in Game Pass 2 um, last year with the pandemic being like such a factor in I think the rise of people playing games. And obviously we're still in the pandemic and still feeling a lot of the like sociological effects of the pandemic. But we're also at that point where a lot of society is realizing that we'll probably be in this for a really long time and need to start like figuring out long-term sustainable ways to work and live and do all these other things. So, um, and of course with the vaccine rolling out too, like there's just been more going on. Um, but yeah, I think that really what this takes is getting people to have that one game that sort of brings them into Game Pass. I feel like Game Pass is one of those things where you end up converting to it and then you just kind of stay there and then you just live there and it's just one of the bills you pay, which can be for for better or worse, depending on where you are on like your interest level. But Game Pass for me is just something I like to have on deck at the ready. Like it's just convenient to be able to say I can have a place where I can just peruse and not have to spend anything extra because I'm already paying for it and just be able to pick up a game that I'm interested in and try stuff out. Um, and especially with uh, them introducing the ability to like immediately launch games that they're like rolling out with cloud, like it's going to be so easy to just quickly just install and then uninstall and just kind of surf through um, titles that way. So that's what I'm looking forward to um, or what I've been enjoying with my Game Pass subscription. Obviously, it always hits so well whenever you are playing those day and day titles where I'm like, I have that moment of, you know, and sometimes I get codes for things, obviously, but where I'm like, oh, there's this title. Like, let me like pick this up or whatever. I'm like, oh, it's ready now. I already have it. It's the the best feeling when or I'll even for like, you know, a behind the scenes thing of like, oh, let me put in a request for this. Oh, actually, I don't, you know, unless I have to do the content before like pre embargo. I'm like, oh, I don't need to because I can just go on Game Pass and it's already ready there. And it's like one also in that sense, one less thing for like those teams and PR firms to have to worry about because like if you're like a content creator or a player or wherever whatever reason that you're interested in picking up this game like it's just there at the ready um and it's so cool to like a lot of times when I'm streaming Xbox games like so many of those are on Game Pass and to be able to like have people in chat say oh I want to check this out oh great it's on Game Pass like I already have this and I think that um will continue to move the needle for them in different ways but yeah definitely the the big hitters are going to be what will sustain it and I think you know they have those lined up for this year it's just kind of a matter of time uh any other thoughts on game pass before we continue on yeah just the the last two things i have to say is like i I think that um on on top of it being a great deal they make it really easy to be an even better deal there's so many discounts for this thing and there's so many ways to get the price down even cheaper than the already cheap price that it's being offered at and on top of that you can subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe like whatever you want for specific specific (laughs) times and like that's cool and I, i you know i don't think that that will always be the case i do think at some point you know, Microsoft, they're still playing catch up. They're still building this structure right now. So there will come a time where, you know, they're they're feeling themselves a little bit more and, you know, the rules are going to get a little bit more strict. So enjoy it while it lasts because the, what they're offering right now is truly incredible and truly industry changing, like shifting. This is going to change the way games are played, made, everything. So good on them. I love it. I love that we have a vibrant Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft all doing different things, going in different directions that result in more high-quality games than we've ever had before. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to our next story with new video reveals Starfield settled systems. This comes from Ed Nightingale at Eurogamer. Uh, the article reads, a new video on Starfield gives us a look at the settled systems and plenty of concept art. But as the space RPG will take place in the settled systems, an area that extends outwards from our solar system for approximately 50 light years. Around 20 years before the start of the game, two factions, the United Colonies and the Free Star Collective, engaged in a bloody colony war. Fast forward to 20... 330 and the settled systems are in an uneasy peace but between mercenaries space pirates spacers and religious zealots there are plenty of dangerous humans out there players will explore the settled systems as part of the organization constellation dedicated to uncovering the mysteries of the galaxy and a reminder that this game is set to come out november 11 2022 on pc and xbox and will be via day one on game pass which we were, we were just talking about you know um, this is crazy uh and again kind of funny.com slash you're wrong about this but you really got to love the strategy they have with this title. I don't think there has ever been a game with the release date this far out. Let me know if I'm wrong. I remember there was a big deal about Halo 2's release date, but even that I think was like within nine months of them announcing it. Like this date when it was announced was way over a year, right? And I love that they're kind of building that. And every time they're, they're going to be talking about this game a whole bunch and they're mm -hmm. going to keep driving it home. Day one on Game Pass, day one on Game Pass. It builds a narrative of, hey, there's a whole bunch of games that are going to be coming out that you're going to want to play on Game Pass and you're definitely going to want to have it for that. So you might as well get it now and just have it till then, you know, get used to it, get cozy, play some games, have fun. Is there what's your excitement level for this game at this point? I mean, it, this goes back to like big open world art, stuff, mm. not necessarily my thing, but um, I'm very, really excited about it. Um, but yeah, so hold on. I'm a Jedi in the chat saying, what, Tim? That's definitely not the case. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's, I always feel like those absolutes like usually end up being wrong, but then also what's the, what would be a different one that would and, have like a date that yeah. far out, especially a specific date. Because usually there's like that's windows. That's what I'm saying. There's a specific but date. Like a hard it's... date that's like, yeah, it, it's pretty far out there. Um, and I'd say definitely a, a rarity in some ways. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about like the gameplay. Um, I, I am excited for this. It definitely is a little bit, uh, I don't say outside of my realm of genre preference, but like I also am not like the biggest open world person, but I'm really excited for um, what Bethesda is doing right now. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, more about this title and getting, you know, a, a look at the actual gameplay and a sense of what we're really going to be doing uh, outside of this sort of beginning. I think this is definitely like the beginning of more concrete moments for Starfield. I'm looking forward to more, maybe even like, you know, a something, a, a feature in like a more in-depth presentation or anything like that. So uh, we'll see how it ends up turning out. Uh, moving on to Epic Games announcing uh, publishing partners with Eyes Out and Spry Fox. This was announced on their official website where they wrote, today we're excited to announce publishing partnerships with two rapidly growing independent studios, Eyes Out and Spry Fox. The game studios are currently in the early stages of developing their original titles. Eyes Out is a brand new Los Angeles-based studio, shout to LA, co-founded by veteran game designer Corey Davis, Spec Ops The Line, and Nine Inch Nails guitarist Robin Fink. In 2019, Davis and Fink received an epic mega grant um, allowing them to begin work on a proof of concept for their first game. Impressed by their early work and vision, Epic funded a prototype to, to further their innovative game idea and expand their team. Eyes Out's first title will be an as-yet-unannounced multi-platform cosmic horror game built using the Unreal Engine. And then for the Spry Fox part of things, earlier this year, the studio released Cozy Grove, a life sim game that combined crafting, collection, discovery, and a memorable narrative. The team is now partnered with Epic Games and using Unreal Engine, Epic Online Services, and Epic Account Services to build its most ambitious title to date, a multi-platform, non-violent, persistent multiplayer game designed to encourage friendship and reduce loneliness in the world. The title will support cross-play and cross-progression. And then an additional note, because I'm like, Spry Fox, I'm like, I know I know them from more than just Cozy Grove. They also made Alpha Bears 1 and 2, which I never, like, it did not click for me when I was playing Cozy Grove that they did that. Because I'm like, that's why the bears look the same. I was like, when I saw I was like, these look like the Alpha Bear bears. It, that's because it's from the same place. Uh, also, Alpha Bears 1 and 2, such a fun mobile game. Um, it's a word game. It's like Boggle, but with bears. It's awesome. They also made Road Not Taken, which is a roguelike puzzle game. Uh, Bushido Bear and Triple Town. Um, what's your read on what these like are are those pitches exciting to you uh, not really 
like it, this it, this is cool i like the idea of the of epic games trying to like branch out and like do some different things and uh with the uh thing we saw recently with the radiohead collaboration on on the playstation side i like that the different artists are kind of like getting involved with uh some of these different types of things with video games video games are branching out they're turning into more than they've ever been before so that's exciting to me but like i i want to see some of these experiments like turn out better than we've seen in the past like uh did that elijah wood ubisoft project ever actually happen i don't know <laughs> but it's like i, I don't I, know i can't wait for the day that like these type of things like actually happen and have consequence in the world and aren't just kind of like oh that's a cool announcement and then just like go away yeah sure also unrelated but related based on who it is are you a nine inch nails fan um not really i mean i'm a fan of i i know i like some of their songs but i'm not a fan yeah that's fair um for me i am i'm intrigued by the idea of cosmic horror um and i'm down for what sprite fox is working on um i have i'm a fan of alpha bears i wasn't a big fan of cozy grove admittedly but i'm down to check out what they have working on next i think the idea of um it's always slightly intriguing to me when games are like pitching with like a non-violent angle just because i enjoy like just it's sort of a different take that you I mean you see plenty of games do it so I'm not gonna act like oh there's no non-violent games out there um but I do think it kind of speaks to like what they're what they're looking to do and I'm curious as to what that'll look like it sounds really cool that it'll have cross-play and cross-progression as well I'm liking seeing that be more of a staple so um yeah I'm excited to see you know what comes out of these uh but you know we'll have to stay tuned and see what they're like when we hear more on these titles um again hopefully these pop up at some showcases and we'd be like oh yeah like that's that thing that we met, heard about before yeah. and you kind of start to see like the trickle down effect of what this actually you know ends up being um before we end the show i do want to give a quick psa uh, i didn't want to make this a full story because you know just for sake of time but applications for the new uh, jackie robinson foundation and playstation mlb the show scholarships are open this is over at the playstation blog if you want to read more about it but a very short version of it is just that back when the game launched they're like yo we're gonna give a dollar for every you know collector's edition that's sold and they use that money like kind of donated to like this sort of charity pool and they're using that money to create a scholarship uh the scholarship is giving financial aid uh it is for students of color uh specifically black high school students so u.s based all that again go to the website to read the details um but basically it culminates to financial aid for college and also a paid internship at san diego studio and you get mentorship as well so it seems like a really awesome experience so definitely check that out if some of those things apply to you you can see if it's you know up your alley if it fits if you have the criteria other criteria and then just on that note too i want to give a shout out to like it's very much internship season so if you're a college student a high school student or even just like out there looking for internships in general i know i saw that nintendo of america has um internship applications open uh, insomniac's hiring for summer 2022 um 1000 dreams fund uh twitch broadcaster like if you look up broadcaster grant twitch it'll come up they have scholarships all the time um they have their fall 2021 applications open where they give two or more grants of 500 to 1500 dollars to women who are doing like gaming stuff and it's meant to be like hey if you like need a pc you know you mentioned that expensive pc that like you may or may not have you can use the money for that or you can use it for like different upgrades or going to conventions and things. So, uh, you know, if you're in that demographic, definitely keep an eye out for other opportunities. But those are some things that I saw offhand. And I think the PlayStation thing is like super cool, like especially with like MLB The Show have, having such a, a DNA with that company. Um, totally. Anyway, but yeah, I just wanted to shout those things out because I think they're pretty cool. Um, but uh, getting the landing those internships or scholarships or whatever is so <laughs> far away. If I wanted to know, it's coming to mom and grab shops today. Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. It's so ugly. Oh, today, Spectacular Sparky on Switch and PC, Corpse Party on PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, Silver Chains on Xbox One, Energy Cycle on Xbox Series X slash S, Sheepo on Series X slash S, and one and switch clang two on pc they always run on pc princess loot pixel again on xbox one bats bloodsuckers anti-terror squad on switch jars on switch which i'm really curious is that an acronym or is it just like a, a collection of jars uh crazy gravity on switch him know the silent melody on pc elion on pc they always run on pc and gravewood high out on pc 
Um, Tim, could you pull up your wrong why read who uh, the rest of this week's hosts mm-hmm. are? Which Thursday, it's Tam and Tim for Tim Tam Thursdays. And then Ooh. Friday, it is Blessing and me uh, joining again. And if you're watching live on Twitch after this, Mike and Nick are playing. Is that playing Operation Tango? Or is that for today? Or that might have been left over uh, from yesterday? That was yesterday. We're playing that was New yesterday. Worlds. Just kidding. New, New World. World. How was Operation Tango? It was really fun. And um, eventually, Nick and uh, Mike really clicked. Is like inspiring yeah. to watch. It takes like. Can you say one more time what's what's after this? Uh, New World. We will be playing okay. New World and some fun clips. I think. Okay, dope. Any of your wrongs? Yes, there are. And what's funny is I actually was going to, you're wrong myself, and correct myself. I said that Lord Solar Power was the last CD that I bought. And I was kicking myself. I'm like, is that right? And I was thinking, and I looked back at my Amazon. That is technically not correct. And someone called me out here. Tim said the latest CD he bought was Lord Solar Power. But Solar Power isn't available on CD. It's only available in this dumbass disc-list CD album thing and on vinyl. I did buy it on vinyl. Um, but I was upset that it's not on CD. This is it. This is the beginning of the end. But the last CD that I bought was Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia Midnight Edition, which is a fucking fantastic album, and I recommend it to everybody. But yeah, I hate this shit of people not doing CDs. I get it. It makes sense. I know that I'm one of the only people out there buying them. That's why they're not making them. But yeah, it's upsetting. Uh, Besides that, Nanobiologist wrote and said that no PC PlayStation games are not tied to PSN. They are through Steam. Uh, You get Steam achievements, not trophies. This is also the case for most mm. xbox games you get on steam um so that's a bummer i i'm really really hoping for a cross progression future um where they nail that stuff cross save cross progress all that stuff um and then seb writes in says tim mentioned halo multiplayer as a benefit to game pass it's free to play regardless of xbox live or game pass that's a really good point really good point so we'll see what that does i wonder if game pass is gonna have any um type of battle pass systems or something like some some level of like well if you have Game Pass, you get this for Halo Infinite because I think that's going to be a big win for them. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that would definitely be a fun incentive. Uh, thanks for reading those out. And remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.